Good morning, church. Welcome to worship. It is indeed always a blessing to be able to gather together as God's people. Amen? Amen. Whether you're joining from home or you're here in the sanctuary, we are together. If you happen to be joining us for the first time today, my name is Ann, and I am honored and blessed to serve alongside Pastor Andy here at Way Woodstock. And we're glad that you are here, and we hope that you will be blessed as you journey with us today for this short period of time. Uh, we are a community that believes in sharing and hope, living with purpose for the sake of others. We've been reflecting on the basics of our faith this summer, and we have now come to the sacraments of the church. Last week, Andy unpacked beautifully for us the full meaning of the sacrament of baptism, and we were honored and blessed to be able to witness and celebrate with Wayne Wise as he publicly proclaimed his faith in Jesus and was baptized into the family of faith. Today, we're going to be looking at the sacrament of Holy Communion. And he also shared last week that all four Gospels spoke to Jesus' baptism. And while all four speak to Jesus gathering with his disciples prior to his betrayal to celebrate the Passover festival, only three of them speak to the institution of the Lord's Supper, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. In Matthew, it's Matthew 26, verses 17 to 30. Mark 14, 12 to 26, and in Luke, it's chapter 22, 13 to 23. However, in the chapter, the 13th chapter of John, as Jesus gathers with his disciples to celebrate the Passover meal, we see him doing something a little bit different, but also providing additional instructions for his disciples. And we're going to take a little brief little look at that a little later in the service. But for now, we're going to concentrate on the Gospel of Luke. So let's listen as Jesus celebrates the Passover meal with his disciples. And I'm going to back up just a tiny bit and start with verse 7. So hear the word of God. Then came the day of unleavened bread on which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. Jesus sent Peter and John saying, Go and make preparations for us to eat the Passover. Where do you want us to prepare for it, they asked. He replied, As you enter the city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him to the house that he enters and say to the owner of the house. The teacher asks, Where is the guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large room upstairs, all furnished. Make preparations there. They left and found things just as Jesus had told them. So they prepared the Passover. When the hour came, Jesus and his apostles reclined at the table. And he said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of God. After taking the cup, he gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it among you, for I tell you, I will not drink again from the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread, gave thanks, and broke it, and gave it to them, saying, This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. 
In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood which is poured out for you. But the hand of him who is going to betray me is with mine on the table. The Son of Man will go as it has been decreed, but woe to that man who betrays him. They began to question among themselves which of them it might be who would do this. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Dear most gracious God, as we come together today, speak to us through your word. Lord, help us to to see in this beautiful ceremony of the church the true meaning for each of us individually of what takes place here. That it's not something that we just go through and do because we're instructed to. But that we can see and experience Jesus at work with us at this time at his table. And it is in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, I pray. Amen. Jesus opens the scripture instructing his disciples to prepare for the Passover meal. This meal was to celebrate the liberation of the Israelites from slavery in Egypt. As they gather together, Jesus expresses how he has eagerly desired to share this this meal with his followers before he suffers. He even goes so far as to tell them that he will not eat it again until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of God. Jesus passes the cups of the Passover meal, giving thanks to God. And in the meal, there are four different cups that are passed throughout the meal. Two of them are passed before the the traditional meal, and two of them are passed afterwards. Prior to the meal, Jesus breaks from tradition. He takes the bread, he lifts it up and gives thanks for it, blesses it, and he breaks it. And then he gives it to his disciples and says, This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Then we're told after the meal, he takes that third cup of wine, known as the cup of redemption, which was the reminder of the shed blood of the lambs, the innocent lambs that brought the Israelites' redemption from Egypt. And Jesus says, This is the cup of the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. With this statement, Jesus confirms John the Baptist's testimony in in John 1, 29. Look, the Lamb of the world who takes away the sin of the world. And with this, Jesus transforms the Passover meal into what we refer to as the Lord's Supper or Holy Communion. When we partake of Holy Communion, we do so in remembrance of him, his life, his death, and his resurrection, which frees us from the slavery of evil, ignorance, and death, and transfers us to the everlasting kingdom of God. We're reminded in both the Old Testament and the New Testament to seek to draw close to God. Deuteronomy 4.29 tells us, But if from there you seek the Lord your God, you will find him, if you seek him with all your heart and with all your soul. 
And then in James 4, 8, we're told, Come near to God, and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. We are all double-minded. Amen? But this is the attitude that we're to have when we come to the Lord's table. We are coming to draw near to God. Jesus is the host, and he is inviting us to draw near. Holy communion is the proclamation of eternal life in heaven. We're celebrating resurrection and triumphant life. Jesus' arms are open wide to embrace all humankind. As believers, we are united with Christ in his death and resurrection. And we proclaim his death until he comes again. So when we come to the Lord's table, we remember. We remember the past, we remember the present, and we remember the future works of Jesus. We remember the past. We we remember what Jesus has done for us in the past. We pause to reflect and to pray, to confess and repent of where we've fallen short. In his suffering, Jesus identified with the suffering we experience due to sin in our world. And we remember that we are forgiven. The righteousness of Jesus covers all of our sin. In Isaiah 53, 5, we're told, But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. We remember what Jesus is currently doing within us through the Holy Spirit. We are being sanctified and transformed into the image of our Lord and Savior as we follow him. As we eat the bread and drink the wine, the juice, we are nourished and we are strengthened. Through the Holy Spirit, we identify with Jesus' victory over sin and death. Jesus told his disciples in John 14, 26, But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said. And we remember the future. We remember what Jesus is going to do for us when he returns. He will take us home, and we will be reunited with him, feasting at the heavenly banquet in heaven. John six fifty one and 57, Jesus tells us, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. Just as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so the one who feeds on me will live because of me. So what happens in communion when we come to receive communion? We actually have the opportunity to experience the mystery of God when we come to the Lord's table. Christ is truly present for us in the bread and the juice, feeding us spiritually. 
Through Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit, God meets us at this table. It's a time of sacred fellowship with God where we reflect on the depth of his love for us as well as reflecting on Christ's suffering, death, and resurrection, which brings us new life. At the Lord's table, we have the opportunity to experience John three sixteen to 17. For God so loved the world that he gave his only one and only son that whosoever believes in him must not, might not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. God gives, we receive. Now, while the Gospel of John doesn't repeat Jesus' institution and and initiation of the Lord's Supper, I do think that the Apostle John relays the teachings of Jesus that relate to Holy Communion. Jesus reminds us in the Gospel of John, by washing the feet of his disciples, that we are to live in humility, approaching God and our fellow man with a servant's heart willing to follow the example of our Lord and Savior. We're to stand assured that Jesus has gone to prepare a place for us and that he will return and claim us as his own. And we're to stand assured that the Holy Spirit will be with us forever to remind us, to convict us, and to guide us into all truth. It is as we come to the Lord's table that we are fed. It is through the power of God that we become more than we are. In 2 Peter 1, 3-4, we're reminded, His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. Through these things, He has given us his very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature having escaped the corruption of the world caused by evil desires. We can escape and participate in the divine nature of Jesus Christ. We are being transformed We're becoming something new, the body of Christ, in which we lose ourselves in something that's bigger than ourselves. As we commune with God, we can experience God's presence and know and claim the words of Jesus from John 14, 19 to 20. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. In Matthew eighteen twenty-eight to 30, Jesus calls us, Come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, 
for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Anybody here need rest for your souls? He goes on and he says, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The Lord's table issues each of us an invitation. Remember, every moment of every day, come to me. Rest in me. Abide in me. Jesus tells us in John 15, verses 1 to 4, I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me, and I also in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. In a few moments, we're going to all have the opportunity to come to the Lord's table. It is open to all who love Jesus and seek to follow him. Jesus is here, and he's waiting for us. He longs to eat with us and to commune with us. May we come hungry, feast with our Lord, be filled with gratitude, and go home changed by our encounter with the one who gave himself for us that we might have new life. Life in the kingdom of God, now and forevermore. Let us prepare our hearts to come and receive as we pray together. Let's pray. Dear most gracious God, we thank you that you invite us to come. You know, many of us do come carrying burdens, Lord, and we know that this is the table where we can release our burdens that we can come to you and allow you to give us what we need to move forward in a new and different way. To move forward with a newness of life that we can't even understand and explain. But it's from you. It's part of the gift that you have to give us. And so, Lord, we come we open our hearts and we open our minds and we open our souls, Lord, for all that you have to give us. Let us commune together. And it is in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, I pray. Amen.